mentality rise and you know they're going with them to every ball there. This is Come On Kinds with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. You're very welcome here to see our episode number two, I should say, of Come On Kind with myself, Martin Quilty, and... And I'm on your fay. We will be discussing the intermediate final from yesterday. We will also be joined by Wexford legend and RTE pundit uh, just in a moment. That will be Ursula Jacob just after we hear from this first. It's Antrim's Day. They are the new All-Ireland Intermediate Champions for 2021 on a final scoreline of 221 to 2.13. I'm now joined on the phone line by Ursula Jacob, Camogie star, RTE pundit and a former player with Wexford who has won many an All-Ireland final. And we're going to uh, preview uh, the All-Ireland Intermediate final from yesterday between Kikenny and Antrim. Ursula, you're very welcome to Come On Kind. Uh, our new podcast here in Kilkenny. I suppose first things first, your overall view of the three matches and in particular um, their own intermediate match yesterday. Yeah, first of all, I think I'm I'm still on a bit of a high from yesterday because I just thought it was a, a brilliant day all round. The the three games, there were, I felt that they were played to an extremely high standard. Um, I thought the refereeing was excellent. I thought the six teams involved um, you know, really played a part in adding to the to the occasion. And yeah, um, you know, obviously I'm thrilled that Wexford were successful in the junior. It was a nice way to start off the day. And then I have to say, um, I, I felt the standard in the intermediate final was exceptional. You know, even I know Antrim, you know, were comfortable in the end, but you know, Kilkenny played a huge part in that as well. And then that led on to the senior game, which was, you know, it, it really rounded off a, a good year for Camogie because it was was end-to-end stuff. It was a huge physical and tactical battle. Um, we didn't know until maybe the last five minutes who was going to win. Uh, less than that, so yeah, it, it was a it was a brilliant day. It was a great it was a great day to be there as a Camogie player and to witness the best players in Ireland on the best pitch on the biggest stage. So that's that's how I'd sum up, sum up the day. And as I said, I'm still on a bit of a high from yesterday too. So that's a positive sign, and it's great that we're not maybe talking about controversial decisions or anything like that we're talking about the skill set of the teams and the level of intensity and work rate that they brought to the game so yeah uh, positive for, for me all round really Yeah definitely on the field it was positive the three matches were exceptional year match with uh, Wexford and Armagh of course a second Ulster team in it as well seemed that the Ulster yeah. teams were very hard to almost beat like Armagh was putting it up to yourselves as well in year game yeah. you came out on top but you got some lovely scores as well towards the end which you needed badly yeah, we really did, and 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 Wexford, you know, got the the final three points of the game, and it, it, again, it went right down to the wire. And Wexford, if they had lost that game, they would have ruined a lot of those goal chances they had in the first half. They probably had four or five, if not more, and maybe their decision making let them down a little bit in the first half. But credit to them, they stuck at it. You know, they got the vital goal. Uh, you know, although it was quite fortuitous uh, and that, but look, they'll be happy that they got those three final scores. I'd I have to give a, sh- a special mention to my club mate, Aileen Brennan, who got a monster of a point out around the midfield mark, you know, from centre back. And that kind of paved the way for Wexford's victory. But yeah, a typical, a typical game against a Northern team, you know, always going to be physically tough and defensively, they're very uh, tight. So it's, it's very hard to get your score. So any score you do get, you're going to fully earn. Yeah, and I think he had five players, if I read right, from Owler to the Ballock playing on that team. So it must have been fantastic buzz down in Owler all week with coming up in the lead into the game. And especially now that you are all Ireland champions and moving up now to what I believe will be the intermediate grade next year. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, we, we, we two girls playing, Aoife Dunn, wing back and Aideen, centre back, and then two in the subs. And then obviously our, the, the manager, Alan Brennan from Owlert and Huey O'Connor, a selector from the Ballock. So we had a huge involvement in both the management and the, the playing setup. So it's brilliant that they're coming back to the clubs now on a high after winning that game. And no doubt they'll have ambitions then to compete at the intermediate level next year. And who knows, there could be a Wexford Kilkenny final um, in the intermediate grade next year. 
Well, wouldn't we certainly all love to see that? Talking about the yeah. intermediate grades then, Antrim and Kilkenny, obviously from our point of view, it wasn't a very good day. Antrim, I have to say, I thought were exceptional on it. Um, yeah. For me, I suppose, though, the first 15 minutes looked like that Kilkenny might have been doing okay. You know, the turning point for me came uh, just after, I think, they went four points ahead. That's the goal that Danielle Quigley hit the butt of the post, came back out. I think it was Hannah Scott missed the rebound. And that seemed to jeez Armagh up and really give him confidence. They pushed on from there yeah. and it looked like Kilkenny could never really catch him after that. Yeah, like, you know, I think when, uh, yesterday, the, the myself and the rest of the girls that were working on RT, we all were, were tipping Antrim and we, we expected that they were going to come out fast in the blocks, but it was actually Kilkenny and, you know, if credit to the half-forward line in particular, Sarah Walsh, Eva Hines, Kira O'Keefe, you know, all were chipping in with good scores and that that's um, that shot of Danielle's, you know, that hit the post, you know, if that had went in, it really would have pushed Kilkenny on in that first quarter, but, you know, looking at it, after that goal chance for Kilkenny you know Armagh went on to get the next four scores and you know Roshi McCormick was central to all of those scores uh, and Lucia McNaughton the captain got, got one of those as well so you know I was I, I must say I, I think senior teams probably would have struggled against uh, Antrim yesterday I felt they played phenomenal hurling their pace their stick work their hurling their striking you know for any team to score 217 from play um, you know they were they really were a joy to watch and in particular Maeve Kelly uh, who got one five Roshi McCormick who got nine points for me they were pretty much unmarkable you know the open spaces of Crow Park you know made it very very difficult for Kilkenny to defend those players because their movement as I said their striking their confidence then was growing throughout the game but look at Kilkenny will take positives I, I have to say you know fair play to them even in the second half when things uh, maybe you know when Antrim were pulling away a little bit you know they got that goal you know Sophie went for went for the goal um, you know she, you could see by her body language and everything that she she really did go for it and they never gave up, gave up fighting even Sarah Crowley pushing up in into the forwards in towards the end and, and getting that goal you know I I would say fair play that they never give in a typical Kilkenny team whether it's male or female they'll you know they'll die with their boots on and they'll take great learnings from this because you know Antrim were an exceptional team yesterday I think they'll do quite well at senior level um, but I've no doubt Kilkenny will come back stronger next year Yeah certainly we were looking at it from a point of view that it was like Lucia and Nicole in the middle of the field were like the conductors of an orchestra and no yeah. matter what they'd done everything went through them and Kilkenny couldn't seem to get to grips with their quick movement I mean the the ball going into the forward line was a joy I mean if you were playing with the likes of Lucia yeah. or Nicole and you were getting that kind of ball delivered into you you'd be delighted I mean the scores that you probably get off of two would be amazing it, it was just yeah. phenomenal and we couldn't seem to deal with those two players at all at all no, and you see, I know myself as a forward, if you're getting the ball that suits you as the forward, like, you know, perfectly placed in front of you, you know, whether you're, they, they seem to instinctively know where, where one another was. And you're right, Lu, uh, uh, Lucia played a, a massive captain's part, but Nicole O'Neill as well, very physically strong. And then even, you know, the ball wasn't maybe sticking as much in, in the Kilkenny attack in the second half as well. You know, the likes of Neil Donnelly fullback, uh, you know, Chloe Drain, cornerback. I was very impressed with them. And, you know, they nearly built a wall across the defence and it was very hard for Kilkenny to break that down. You know, and like some of these girls are only young, you know, on the Kilkenny team. Like, it's a big occasion. It was some of their first times playing in Crow Park. That, you know, is a daunting experience in itself. And they're going to take massive learning from it. You know, it's never nice to lose in all Ireland. Um, but maybe... Maybe they needed to lose this one to learn where they need to improve on for next year. Um, you know, how they can get better and stronger. And Antrim really set the, the standard high yesterday and I was really impressed by him. And I think a lot of teams would have struggled with the form that they were in yesterday. Yeah, no, they certainly would. They were absolutely awesome to watch. As you say, the skill level from Antrim was unbelievable. Yeah. I think a lot of senior teams, I think if you put Antrim out against even Cork or Galway yeah. yesterday, okay, they may not have won the game, but they certainly would have put it up to both of them with a challenge. You know, it was just awesome. And I think they'll do very yeah. well at senior, especially with Down. Like everyone was going to write Down off, maybe going in against Westmeath then in the relegation final and Down come out and win it by 10 points then as well. So the Ulster teams are actually performing very, very well 
at the groups that they're in. And now we have two teams in from Ulster in the senior ranks, I think, for the first time this century. Yeah, and it's brilliant. And, you know, Down only lost their, their group game to Watford by a point. They only lost, I think it was seven points to Cork. Um, you know, uh, they'll take confidence from this year as well. And Antrim know that they're not far off down either. And I just think that this win yesterday for Antrim will really propel them again for next year. They know they will have to raise the standard again to compete at senior level. But we were saying the same yesterday that I, I think they'll, they'll take beatings next year and I just know from playing any of the northern teams they never give anything easy to you if if they don't if they can't match you with the hurling they'll match you with their fitness if they can't match you with your fitness they'll match you with your with your physicality so they'll always bring something and I think they'll really you know uh, rise to the challenge of playing at senior because they have the ambition they they lost the final last year they came back stronger this year and now they'll want to take the next step up as well and you know they're not there to make up numbers at senior level either they want to compete and, uh, and by God if, they're, if they play like they did yesterday you know I wouldn't fancy any team coming up against them because they didn't they played you know they released the shackles yesterday there was no fear in what they were playing and as I said I think last year's defeat to down in the final did actually stand to him so it could it could mean similar fate for Kilkenny next year um, in the intermediate but the intermediate grade is very very competitive we could even see in the semi-finals you know Galway came back strong against Antrim in the semi-final and then Meade you know really pushed Kilkenny all the way in that semi-final so I think it's a, a brilliant stepping stone for any team then to get into senior level after winning intermediate so yeah no I think it's really positive yeah, certainly the hurt seemed to be there from the defeat last year and then going into a, a Division 2 league final against Down and losing out to Down as well. And as you say, the shackles seemed to come off and they just let fly and played with that bit of freedom that you need around Crow Park. Like, I mean, Maeve Kelly and Roshi McCormack put in two of the best performances that I've ever seen in an All-Ireland final mm. in Crow Park and I've been at a lot of them now um, in the last while especially because Kilkenny has been there so between the junior intermediate and senior level those two wouldn't have stood out being on any senior team playing in Crow Park yesterday Yeah they were a joy to watch you know Maeve Kelly's work rate her and in the first half that's when Antrim laid the platform for their for their win yesterday because Maeve seemed to be involved in every move that Antrim were making she must have went I'd love to see a GPS tracker on her with the runs that she was making up and down the wing she was unstoppable and as I said both herself and Roisin were unmarkable Roisin was on airing from freeze and then you know to chip him at five points from play as well you know, and they were very unselfish with their with their play. Antrim always looked for the person in the better position. Even for Katrine Dobbins' uh, goal in the second half, Roisin set that up. She easily could have taken, you know, the point herself, or even went for the goal herself. But she, you know, uh, you know, struck the ball nicely over to Katrine, and she buried it. And that's the confidence as well. And and look at Antrim. We're in the, you know, they're in the minor B um, All Ireland final as well, which which is going to a replay. So they're going to be playing with major confidence. You know, if they can win that as well, and like Anya McGill, who you know, who had a quietish game yesterday, but she's only eighteen years of age. She she's been having a, a fairly hectic summer between you know intermediate with Antrim and minor with Antrim. So she's definitely one to watch as well, and someone that. I think it's going to have a huge future for Antrim but but Maeve you know and Roisin really do deserve a, a worthy mention because they were just you know incredible and brilliant performances from both of them but it was a really strong team performance too I, I would have to say there were, they, as you said the midfield pairing were really exceptional as well um, and you know defensively they were very very strong yeah, as you mentioned yourself, Kilkenny are a young team. They're up and coming. Yeah. You know, they have a lot of young players there and especially they've now more younger players coming up from the minor team that beat Cork in the final two weeks ago. I think it's uh, nine, maybe even eight of the starting team are eligible and are not, are not eligible, I should say, for minor next year that can be brought up into the intermediate grade. So the future is certainly bright for intermediate in Kilkenny and then obviously you can get some of the intermediates and bring them up into senior level. So it's a conveyor belt that's going the whole time the same as yourselves in Wexford yeah that's it you know and uh, that was a, a massive win for Kilkenny at minor you know beating Cork in that final who have been so strong at minor in the last you know two three years so Kilkenny you know <laughs> unfortunately from a Kilkenny perspective or from a Wexford perspective I don't see any end to the supply of good Camogie players in Kilkenny you know the, the future is massively bright and 
you know, Brian Dowling with, with the seniors next year may, t- you know, may look to two or three of these intermediates who really stood out, you know, at different stages throughout this year's championship. And, and, and the fact that some of them were in, in the senior panel will stand to them as well. And again, some of those minor stars will, will definitely um, slot in onto the intermediate team. So as you said, it's a real platform and a conveyor belt of, you know, trying to get the best out of the players at their own age group or level and then the ultimate aim and goal for any player whether it's Kilkenny, Wexford, Cork whoever is to play at the top level with your county and they will all have that ambition to play at senior inter-county level and that's what anyone wants when when you're a young Camogie player in your own club playing you, your ambition I remember myself was I wanted to play in Crow Park on All-Ireland Senior Final Day and when you do achieve that dream you know it's really you know, it makes all the trainings and sacrifices and everything else worthwhile. So, um, yeah, I think the future is, is massively bright for Kilkenny. And look at it, it. Some of these games, whether you have a senior semi-final, you know, game of inches, they easily could have won that game, you know, bar a few little things that happened, you know, and they could have found themselves in a final yesterday and who knows what could have happened. So, look at um, that sport and that's the, the joys and we've got 2022 to look forward to already. Yeah, well, we certainly lie behind Wexford for long enough. You were the pinnacles back in the early noughties as well, kind of taking over that mantle. But as you say, things never stay the same. I mean, there's up and coming teams. Tipperary are up and coming as well. Galway are not going to go away. I read that Cahill was saying that Galway need to kind of win a back-to-back All-Ireland now to be seen as being one of the greats above in Crow Park and being a great team. And they're not going to be going away. And next year is certainly going to bring uh, bright games. Hopefully it's great that we have uh, games and spectators back. I just want to get your point of view on a couple of things. The crowd uh, in Crow Park yesterday seemed very sparse and especially for the Wexford Armagh because I always assumed Wexford was great supporters but it seemed to be very, very lacking and the same with our game with Antrim. The support didn't seem to be there and I, I don't know why now. Maybe it was down to the fact that the pods of tickets, you could only buy them in either two pods or five pods whereas maybe if they had to be a bit more, I suppose, lax or accommodating to spectators to have them in maybe pods of two, threes or four they might have been a bigger crowd but what did you think on the crowd size? Yeah, I, I, I was kind of wondering myself I didn't actually hear the official attendance so I'm I'm not sure was it actually announced yesterday um, I couldn't hear from where we were positioned so um, I, I kind of was wondering myself I suppose the junior game you know like when it's on so early I kind of I, I was wondering you know, was that, you know, deterring people away from attending or were they, you know, maybe discouraged from attending when you couldn't get tickets with, you know, like with the pods, as you were saying, that you could only get two or four. I suppose because I did, I wasn't getting a ticket myself, I'm not really sure how it was run, how it was structured. So, like, yeah, yeah I would agree. Wexford would always bring a huge, a huge crowd to a game. And, and you know, I, I probably expected that there was going to be more, but... I have to say, come the senior final, I felt like there was 80,000 there with the shouting and the, the roaring on at the end. And even when Antrim got on top towards the end and they, and they won, I felt like the atmosphere sounded like there was more. But again, I suppose I, I was more focused on what was going on the pitch that I didn't maybe take in um, the crowd and, and the number that was there. But I'm not sure, Martin, did it actually did it announce it over the, the speakers, the, the official attendance, no? I don't know. I, I, well, obviously, we weren't there for the whole of the second of the senior game, but we didn't hear anything yeah. up to it and there was nothing mentioned online. Normally, it comes out about the viewing figures with RTE and how many watched yeah. and how many was in this, the stadium and the whole lot, but I didn't see anything about that. But I, I, I was disappointed for all of the teams involved. I mean, it's the first time that Wexford has been in a Camogie All-Ireland in a long time. I know the seniors for Kilkenny have been there, thereabouts in the last five to six years, but the intermediates, it was their first time ever being there for some of them and it was our first one in five years and we didn't have the senior team there either so I was disappointed for all of the counties participating that the crowd wasn't bigger especially that the Camogie Association made such a big thing about cancelling all the matches and not allowing games go ahead on yesterday which is fair enough to allow spectators to go to the games Yeah but I I think there is one issue just to say there on what you're saying yeah fair enough there wasn't um, Camogie matches yesterday but unfortunately across 
many counties there was lots of maybe hurling games or football games, men's football or, you know, and hurling games. So that was obviously going to take away from some of the support because if those games were clashing or on slightly later, if you were playing a game, whether it was in Wexford, Kilkenny or wherever, Galway, sure you wouldn't be able to travel to Crow Park then if you were playing a game yourself. So I'd say that probably did add to it and you don't, you, you, for, you know, I, I know myself, like I have to say Wexford and Wexford GA and all have always been very supportive of, of the Camogie when we were in the finals and that. But I, I do know there was hurling games on around the country um, and maybe that did affect the attendances and the crowds. I suppose maybe I'm just trying to focus on the positive that at least the games were of such a high standard. Hopefully for anyone that was watching the games at home and telly, it, that will attract them to go to more games next year when they see you know, how high of a standard it was. So that's what I'm hoping that maybe the fact that it was on the telly and people got to witness such a spectacle that that will add to the crowds next year. Don't disagree with you. Three of the best finals that I've ever seen above in Crow Park anyway for a long time. And as you said, no controversy. Nobody was talking about any of the referees yesterday. I have to commend yeah. all of the referees, in particular Connor and Liz. I thought Connor done an outstanding game and he added to it. Uh, you, you know, yeah. when you have 223 getting scored from Antrim, 213 from Kilkenny, you know, 217 of that coming from play, it just goes to show that the referee was nearly non existent. He was just there to facilitate yeah. such and a that's fantastic. What, and that's what you. Yeah. And, and to be honest, that's what you want. You want that the referee is non-existent because if we're if we're spending our time talking about the ref, you know that's not what we want. And credit to Liz as well. You know that was a, a very physical game yesterday between you know Cork and Galway, but she let it flow. She let the girls. You know there was nothing malicious or dirty in it. You know there was lots of heavy tackles and that, but you know it added to the game and it added to the flow. And um, I just felt Liz did a great job and fair play to Connor as well in the intermediate game because it it, it lay it, you know it it made um, you know both teams. You know, realised too that he wasn't going to blow for everything as well. So, yeah, no, I think it was a positive day for Camogie all round. The only negative that we had in Miss Evanonia was looking at this as well, especially from Monhoy in the press box. And you might have noticed this with RTE as well, because I know you were down at the um, underneath the control box there. But when the player of the match was being interviewed by Valerie Wheeler for yourselves on RTE, the presentation yeah. of the cup was actually being made by Hilda Breslin above on the steps of the Hogan's land. And the player, the, the player of the match didn't get to join in with the celebrations of the team captain standing up there and holding a cup aloft. It happened in all of the three games, which I thought was very disrespectful. Now, I don't think it's an RTE clash because in fairness, they were doing their, as they were supposed to be doing, their player of the match, getting their interviews. So really the presentation could have been kept for a couple of minutes later and letting that player to enjoy the celebrations and get to experience the feeling of a captain lifting the cup out in front of her team up in the Hogan stand steps. And and I suppose just one point of note, usually, you know, obviously in relation to the senior final, the player of the match is never announced till the, the banquet, but obviously the banquet can't happen anymore. And I would agree that obviously if you're after getting player of the match, you know, yeah, you, you're, you're thrilled and delighted, but you want those couple of minutes where you're with the team and you want to see the presentation and jump up and down as you're going up the Hogan stand steps. Um, I suppose I didn't overly notice it again because I was so preoccupied working in that, but um, yeah, no, I, I would agree. I, I understand that the day is very action-packed and they're quite tight on time, but yeah, you, you do want the player of the match to be able to be there with her friends and teammates to celebrate you know the biggest moment of the day which is lifting the cup and you know uh, climbing those Hogan's because whether it's Aoife Donoghue or Maeve Kelly or Roisin Banville for Wexford you you want to be there with your teammates the girls that you've trained with all year and to celebrate with them in that moment and it only takes a couple of seconds to, to see whoever lift the cup so yeah you, you'd like to see in the future that both the player of the match can be, you know, receive their trophy and do the interview, but also be present for the, the presentation as well. Exactly, but we have to say it was a great day overall. Just those little couple of things can be tightened up in future years to come and let the players experience the great joy. I know you're under time constraint this evening because you have training with Owler to the Ballock. Just one little thing on that, I suppose. Uh, the email that came out uh, during the day today about the 2020 club championships are now going ahead. I see that you're down to play St. Jude's on the weekend of the 27th of November 
with the final, the Leinster final for 2020 taking place then against our team from Kilkenny, Thomastown, uh, with the winners of your semi-final playing Thomastown in the final. So I suppose your overall thoughts on the 2020 championship going so late probably in the season because you're probably in the middle of your club championship games in Wexford currently as well. Um, and your thoughts then on playing St. Jude's then in the semi-final, obviously. Yeah, um, well, we're only actually we haven't we haven't played any um, club championship games within Wexford for the 2021 season yet. So um, it'll be a hectic couple of weeks and months because you know, as you said, we're, we'll have to we have to focus on the 2021 uh, Wexford championship first, and that's our sole focus at the moment. To be honest, we're, we're not looking for the 27th of November against St Jude's as of yet because that's you know two 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 and a half months away. Um, but yeah, look at you know we obviously are all aware of the controversy that happened and all that that has happened. And obviously, I'm happy that the games are are being played. It's just a pity that maybe they weren't played, you know, back in June when they were when they were meant to be played. I think there could have been time there to you know there was the three four week period where definitely games could have taken place. So from that point of view, it's disappointing. But we all have you know moved on from that too. You know, you, you just hope there's learning from it and. Um, as you said, we can always improve. Not nothing needs to stay the same every year. If there's learnings from something, if you can make amendments and improvements from it, you know, then next year we should try to do that. And that's from from across the board, whether it's players, officials, whoever. Um, you know, I'm not putting the blame on anyone, but you just it's not ideal hurling in late November and December for club championship games when pitches and weather and everything is not at its best and then you're concerned about player burnout and everything as well because some of these girls whether they're Wexford players Kilkenny players whoever Starfield from Galway they've had a long year of camogie as it is and now there's no really break like because you're going from your club championship season for 2021 into 2020 um, games that have been delayed and then next year starts again so I would be more concerned about the players that have to keep rolling over and player burnout and all of that but look as I said our focus at the moment is just the, the 2021 club championship at the moment Well we certainly wish you the best of luck and you never know you could be playing in the 2020 and 2021 all within a couple <laughs> of months of one another uh, possibly against Thomastown as well although I know Anya Fahey who was in studio with me might have something to say about that with Tolerone but we won't know we're starting our club championships in uh, two weeks time on the weekend of the 26th as well so no doubt we're looking forward to it Anyway Ursula I really appreciate your time uh, and for taking the time out before training this evening and joining us here on Come On Kind we really love your pundit on RTE we know you call it very well we didn't get a chance to discuss uh, Orla Cronin uh, situation maybe yeah. that's for another day because I think that's going to have more implications further down the line as well but thanks a million for your time this evening enjoy the training this uh, tonight and I have no doubt if you can beat St. Jude we'll enjoy the game with Thomastown on the weekend of the 4th or 5th of December Thanks a million Martin that was Ursula Jacob there from the county of Wexford joining us here on Come On Kind and Anya is back in studio after her spell with Eddie Scally uh, and she will be joining me in a quick moment just after this break Welcome back to the second half of Come On Kind with myself, Martin Quilty, and with Anya Fahey. Anya is back after her spell inside with uh, Ellie, Eddie Scally, I should say, just to preview the Camogie final from yesterday as well. I suppose, Anya, you were listening to a bit of what Ursula had to say. She was uh, talking about how well Antrim was. Difficult day overall for the Camogie women yesterday. You've had time to reflect overnight on the occasion from yesterday. So what's your thoughts after today? Yeah, I suppose realistically in hindsight, um, Antrim were by far the more superior team on the day. Um, I don't think in general that they're seven, eight points the better of that Kilkenny team. I do think um, experience that Antrim had from losing in All-Ireland last year and, you know, we've mentioned it time and time again in losing the league final as well. They were going for their third All-Ireland final in a row. Um, you know, and I think that I think that experience of losing in the hurt, it's just after making 
making them stronger and, and I feel like that's what drove them over the line yesterday. In saying that, you know, Kilkenny are a very, very young team. A lot of them are only between the ages of maybe 19 to 22, 23 and there's only a handful of them that are, you know, 28 plus on that team. We won't name names because I'm sure they'll come down on us for, for telling people. But um, yeah, like very, very young. Um, but in saying that, I think the future is still so bright. I do think that next year they're going to have a massive say in the Intermediate Championship again. Um, I think that they'll probably go into the Championship next year as favourites as well. And especially after the Miners winning the All-Ireland Cup two weeks ago, there's going to be a lot of those girls that are going to be coming up onto the panel and it's only going to make them stronger and it's going to make them more fearless as well. Because we spoke about how the Miners, they had no fear in their All-Ireland final and they were literally just throwing their body on the line. And I feel like that'll stand to Kilkenny as well. I can't see them maybe losing too many players for next year and now unless one or two of them are you know brought up onto the senior senior team um, but other than that like I, I do think they can be very very proud of themselves um, they held themselves very very well yesterday they started off the game so well there was eight fantastic scores put up on the scoreboard within the first 12 minutes like it just started at a, a master class of a pace uh, Sarah Walsh and Eva Hines and Kiro O'Keefe were are after getting off to, getting onto the scoreboard within the first 10 minutes which is great to see as well so yeah definitely future is still bright I'm sure they're devastated still after yesterday and I think what's hurting them probably more is that they feel as a team they didn't perform to their best and that's that's a huge thing to kind of walk away especially the day of an All-Ireland final whatever about just any ordinary match but walking away from an All-Ireland final knowing that you didn't perform to your best I think that's what's really going to hurt them the most. Yeah, and we know that John was after saying that as well in his interview after the game yesterday and even chatting to him as well last night. He felt that they didn't perform to their ability. You know, which you can understand maybe in an All-Ireland final that teams are nervous. A lot of them girls hasn't played in Crow Park before. They've never played in a big stadium maybe until they got to Nolan Park for the semi-final against Meath. So the occasion times can get to certain people and we said it as well and I even watched it back last night just to see exactly where things may have went wrong in that mm. but I mean the goal chance that Danielle Quigley had I think it was just before the water break if I'm not mistaken she done everything right there was great interplay with it the bloody butt of the post though yeah. just happened to be in the way ball rebounded out Hannah Scott was poised just to belt it bury it in the net it was a fresh air shot she missed the ball and from there Antrim just really took over as you said then with the two midfielders Lucia uh, McNaughton and Nicole O'Neill and everything that wasn't going right for Antrim in the first 15 minutes clicked into play with those two girls and they directed traffic for the whole of the game after that. Oh they certainly do they certainly did and I think definitely that, that, that missed goal opportunity you know that could have shoved Kilkenny ahead by 6-7 points at that stage and you know if they had got the goal I I do think things could be different. I feel like if the if we had gotten that goal at that stage, I think Kilkenny, their confidence would have grown just magnificently and I think they'd have drove on. And you would really see that it would be Antrim that would be chasing their tails. I, I think you're right. The very minute that that goal was missed, Kilken or Antrim just kickstarted. It was like they got a bit of a wake up call, like, "Hey lads, we need to kind of tune in here now, or we'll be going home empty handed again." And I do think that they just got off. Like we have to mention Maeve Kelly. Like she, to me, was the best camogie player in Crow Park yesterday. Would would undoubtedly win all three games. I just thought she was phenomenal. One five from play. God help whatever defender has to mark her at senior ranks next year because she'll be well able to mix it up with them. Yeah, myself and Ursula was just actually commenting on that as well that herself and Roisin McCormack, mm. either one of those two players would have slotted into either Cork or Galway's team yesterday and would not have been out of place in Crow Park. The two of them are just phenomenal. And I mean, the goal that uh, may have scored just before half time as well she never gave up on it you know there was a couple of Kilkenny defenders around her they tried to get blocks in but she just kept going there was no stopping her and my god did she finish that goal off very well oh it was brilliant like she just she took it on herself like and you know I suppose that kind of goes to show the, the experience that she has you know from being being in that situation before she just took it on she went around everyone she made it look so so easy Um, all her her points from her points from play yesterday were phenomenal as well like she really has been like I suppose she's kind of a player to be honest now and to be fair I suppose we didn't actually mention at all in the preview running up to the game because you know maybe had we kind of missed her or you know had we not heard a lot about her but 
yesterday, you know, she's a name that's we're not nobody in Kilkenny is going to forget anytime soon and nobody in the Camogie, anybody involved in Camogie is going to forget anytime soon. She was just phenomenal and, you know, I suppose was she maybe holding out for the big day and by God did she give a massive performance yesterday. Well, we certainly know who she is after yesterday and I know if we're drawn against them at senior level mm-hmm. next year, nobody is going to want to play Antrim or down next year. As we said, first time in a hundred years that two Ulster teams has been in the senior grade which is great for Ulster and it's great for the province as well to see the girls up there who are starting off at four and five years of age can now aspire to say well I'm as good as any of them players that's out there or I can be as good as any of them players out there and compete at senior level and compete with the best with the likes of Galway's, Cork's, Kilkenny's, Tipperary's. You know, I mean, down put it up to Waterford this mm-hmm. year. There was only a couple yeah. of points in it. The same with Dublin and they bet Westmeath them by 10 points in the relegation final. So they won't be no easy team either next year. No, they certainly won't. Like I think, you know, they definitely, it's great for Ulster to have two North teams in, especially, I am delighted for Antrim, you know, on hindsight, I know that they, they did beat Kilkenny and unfortunately you know we were the victims of that but you would have to say like they are going to they are going to slot nicely into senior ranks there I feel like they've probably done a lot of work over the last couple of years you know we're kind of used to maybe going back what five six seven years the Antrim team was basically just all Lockheel Shamrocks no other club got a sniff in there and I think there could have maybe been and correct me if I'm wrong a bit of controversy in regards to that that it was just a, a one club county team and they kind of ruled the roost up there and whatever happened they're after getting their ducks in a row they're after breeding in players from other clubs there and it's now actually a full it's an Antrim county team it's not just a one club team and they're after getting their just rewards for it and they're after building they're after building a serious serious team there and you know, I know last year, no, not last year, the year before last, we went up to Antrim and they brought us to Glen Reef. It was 22 kilometres from Scotland. We could see the shore of Scotland from it there and they brought us the whole way. Now, fantastic pitch right beside the beach. You couldn't have asked for a nicer day as well. Great scenery. And Great all, yeah. scenery, yeah. And they ran us to, like, we bet them by a point. We came out of there literally by the skin of our teeth, we did. And I think from that day, we all kind of had a feeling Antrim are coming and they're coming hard like they they're not making anything easy for any team anymore No and I remember being up there in 2016 when we went to a hoggle that nobody mm. could even pronounce the name like when we were going up there we were trying to get directions of how do we actually get to this place like, and you know you're going through Belfast and then you come along and you're through the loyalist area and you see all the flags yeah. and to put the hair standing up in the back of your neck like and we were always told no matter what you do don't stop and ask for directions like just keep going but as you say you know the one team in Antrim is now gone I'm just looking down through the match programme here I can make out five to six teams or five to six clubs I should say from Antrim so it's great that those players Mm -hmm. are coming forward but it's also great as we say for clubs in Antrim that's now pushing the sport forward as well and growing the sport in Ulster which is great credit to all the Ulster teams I mean even Armagh yesterday put it up to Wexford in the Premier Junior were probably a bit unlucky they Mm -hmm. didn't take their chances from what the games that we saw um, Wexford did got the last three points and went on and took the game but Armagh still put it up to him that's three Ulster teams that's committing and playing at the top level and getting to finals in Crow Park which is great to see yeah, absolutely brilliant to see. And I suppose Armagh would have been going for the double there this year. And I think just the Wexford team that they came up with was speaking to it, um, you know, with a couple of people earlier. And like, I think the moment for me was Aideen Brennan getting that point from centre back for Wexford. And just her reaction after getting the point, she was just jumping around. She was fist pumping the life out of it. You know, she was loving it. And you could see, you could hear anybody from Wexford that was there. They were jumping up and down their seats. And that's how much they really, really wanted it. That was a huge, huge win for Wexford. You know, they were probably um, a bit disgruntled to be at junior level in the first place. And they kind of, you know, put all their doubters aside, like you're, you're not going to put us sitting down too easy. And they came out and I just, I thought they were absolutely excellent yesterday. For the bit I saw of the match now, obviously. Um, but yeah, Armagh, very unlucky but they're a powerful powerful team as well I can't understand why they didn't go up intermediate because they did win it last year I don't know was it because of Covid so they did they get the option to decide whether they wanted to go up or stay down whatever the case may be I wouldn't particularly like to come up against them at intermediate level because they've got some fine players there the two Donnelly sisters were absolutely instrumental as well in, in the whole setup to Armagh but yeah the North can be very very proud of them maybe you know the Camogie Association in general could take a leaf out of their book on how they're promoting their games because they seem to be doing it right up there and 
be no harm if they uh, took on board what they're doing, especially in Antrim. You know, they they got rid of, I don't know, was it a bag, bad egg or could we say that? But, you know, the Camogie Association would maybe want to have a chat with them and see what they're doing right. Yeah, certainly. And I mean, it was great that everyone was talking about three fantastic games mm. for a change in Crow Park yesterday. Nobody came out of Crow Park that we were talking about was talking about any of the match officials, which was fantastic. Although be it that we were looking at it. Now, I look back at the point that we assumed was wide yesterday as well, and I still can't determine whether it was exactly whether it was wide or not. I mean, Hawkeye was there. I mean, yeah. it's it's so hard to decide. But obviously, if the technology is there and the technology said and Hawkeye said, well, it was a point that we were looking at we'll just have to go by it but the match officials yesterday all three of them have to take a bow we've criticised referees in the mm-hmm. past about the stop start nature of games but I mean I have to pay particular attention to Conor Quinlan because we see all of his game he had an outstanding game yesterday yeah. he contributed to a 223-213 game that had very little freeze he blew what he had to mm-hmm. But the game was so free-flowing. It just went from one end of the field to the other. 2.17 Antrim score from play. Like, it was a phenomenal game to watch. And if anybody wants to see how Camogie was played for work rate for Antrim, great scores, you know, commitment, heart, you name it, that game had the whole lot of it. Certainly did. And, you know, fair play to the man in the middle there yesterday. He did a phenomenal job. And it was just so nice for once to actually see somebody just throw in the ball and leave him at it. Just let them do what they do best because there's too many times that we're looking at people going around the middle of the field blowing the whistle every five minutes you know some games you can't touch off a player it's a free you know it's just silly like there's no common not there's no common sense to it and you know it was great yesterday it was just so free flowing and it was a it was a brilliant game to watch to be fair I know the result didn't go our way in the end but you couldn't criticise it it was an excellent game of camogie three fantastic games of camogie yesterday in Crow Park and people are talking about it it's just a pity that we don't know the attendance of it because I think we all know it, it wasn't great and I'd say there's a reason why the, the figures haven't been released yet. Yeah, well, it certainly didn't look like that there was a huge crowd there from our point of view. I mean, I, I know Connor done a great job. We have to commend Liz as well. The senior game, it was great to have a team of officials there. Liz has been refereeing for years. She was the last female official to actually referee an All-Ireland final in Crow Park in 2017. I think it was at the intermediate game. Great to see herself and her team of officials there yesterday. And in fairness to Liz as well, she contributed to what was an outstanding senior game that was played in Crow Park. As I said, there were probably three of the best games in Crow Park that I see playing in a very, very long time. And that's down to the match officials and they had a great day yesterday. They certainly did. And what a huge honour for Liz. You know, she's always been kind of, um, you know, she's she's one of the higher up profile referees I have, and especially female referees too. So it was a great achievement for her to be able to get to Crow Park. And I suppose like in a refereeing world that's where the, everybody wants to be they want to be refereeing at a senior level and you know that's you know that she got her just rewards yesterday because she's been always she's been refereeing for you know God only knows how many years now and you know she's been doing so well at it and it's great to see her being able to be getting games at the top level and you know I'm sure she was delighted with the day out as well and even just to see them they were walking across the pitch there um, just at half time of the intermediate match and I'm sure she was soaking that all up as well and you know I know she's refereed in Crow Park before and you know it's it's nothing to her but you know I suppose on the big stage and refereeing a senior match is a huge honour for her and all her all her officials Yeah certainly is as I was saying don't know whether you heard me talking with Ursula about this but we got an email out today to say that the 2020 championships are taking part uh, for all junior intermediate and senior level right across uh, Leinster which has taken so long like but anyway they're coming um, so St. Jude's and Owlert are actually due to play on the 27th of November of this year just after I think it could even be the 2021 Leinster final is actually scheduled for some time in the middle of November so they think they seem to be starting after that which is a bit silly because you could have the same team participating in two lots but obviously Thomastown then awaiting on the winners and that's scheduled for the 4th or 5th of December so a long wait for Thomastown to see who they're going to play but I think one that they'll still relish that they're going to take part in the competition Yeah absolutely it has been a long it has been a long time coming for any club team and you know I suppose there's some of them especially the girls that haven't had the opportunity to play at inter-county level this year they're probably relishing in the fact that that's going to be the biggest stage that they're going to play on and um, you know, it is a long time coming, I suppose. Yeah, it's a bit silly having to play them so close together, but 
you know, I, I feel like I'm really going on a rant with the Camogie Association. I'm not surprised. To be fair, I'm not surprised. Um, you know, they, they just can't seem to do things, you know, logically nowadays. And I know I'm probably going to get better around the place or criticised or get numerous phone calls for, for saying it. But you have to speak your truth. And I feel, feel like this is the only way we're going to get it out and it needs to be said. But, you know, it is what it is, I suppose. And the girls, I'm sure, listen, they're happy. They want to play their 2020. Thomastown would feel like that they have a huge opportunity opportunity to go on and you know compete in maybe an All-Ireland final and um, you know they'll be looking to this obviously as the first hurdle that they have to get over and I suppose when we seen them last year they had a really good backroom team they had Adrian O'Sullivan up from Limerick and we all know that Adrian was involved with Dublin Camogie this year he's been involved with UL the last couple of years so you know they have a really good structure in place there and they have some fine young players coming through the ranks there Sarah Barco as we've seen in the minors this year you know she'd be a huge addition to them if she's, if she's eligible to play with them this year and, you know they had six girls on the intermediate panel and you know they've got Megan Farrell is there on the senior panel as well so that's a huge addition for them as well so it'll be, it'll be great for Thomastown and I'm sure that they're, they're only they can't wait to get back into action and hopefully get through it yeah, talking about club championships, we now have the end of the inter-county season. We had the draws at a county board meeting that was done last Tuesday night. So you now know who you're in in the group, especially with Tullerone. We're going to talk with Tullerone first because uh, you're here in front of us. And you have an opening day clash with Clara, which is certainly uh, not going to be easy. But it's great now that the teams have exactly who they're playing. The dates are there. The draws are now there as well. And it's going to be gung-ho from now until the end of October, beginning of November, until county finals weekend, which I think is down for around the 4th of November at the minute. So... Your predictions, I suppose, for the club championships. We'll start with senior first because you're there, so uh, and you and 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 you're going to talk yourself up now as well, especially with Tullerone. But how do you see the club championships going this year? Yeah, do you know what? I'm really, really excited about it. I feel like um, I feel like last year was such a really good year of club championship games, and everything was so tight. Like to be fair, Freshford Liz Downey, they were probably such underdogs to even get to a county final. But you know what, their management team with did with them last year Niall Kenny and Aaron Fogarty two very good friends of mine you know they were they were brilliant with the girls last year and you know they got them to a county final when potentially like you know Freshford Lisdowney mightn't have been the top two in the in the county at that stage and you know they got there and they ran Thomastown within six seven points in the county final very heavily fancied and you could nearly call them the Ballyhale the, they're, they're nearly the Ballyhale of the Camogie world in the fact that every second player on the field I'd say is worn a Kilkenny jersey at some stage so yeah I think Thomastown certainly this year will be the force to be reckoned with at senior level um, Freshford Liz Downey do have a tough group in the fact that they are coming up against Thomastown and Pilltown but in saying that you know there is the opportunity there that they are going to avoid both of those teams potentially at knockout stage um, but yeah this I suppose you can't really look past Thomastown really now at the moment but you know I think Dixborough will be hungry they'll be coming as well this year Tullerone obviously we're going to be hungry too I think Clara were the dark horses at the senior level last year um, I think they're going to be exceptional Emma Shortle now is up to uh, can will be able to uh, play with them I know she played last year with them as well um, but I think after her All-Ireland win with the minors there two weeks ago she's definitely going to be a force to be reckoned with and she's going to be a nifty corner forward and there's going to have to be cornerbacks in the county are going to be have to have to be on, on edge to keep an eye on her Okay so that's the senior level we move on then to intermediate and obviously there's a lot of teams uh, in the intermediate Emerald St Anne's did get to the final last year Conaghy uh, did beat him in the end fairly comprehensively but I don't think he could write Emerald St Anne's off either again this year but there's so many teams it's probably the most competitive championship in Kilkenny when it comes to Camogie at this moment in time so who do you fancy for it this year? Okay uh, to be honest with you I think it's going to be Ballyhale or Mullinavat that are going to win the intermediate this year I think with Julianne Malone back I think with Leanne Fenley now back and with over a year's training at inter-county level I think that's going to stand to Mullinavat big time um, at intermediate level and I think Ballyhale are probably coming in there maybe as the dark horses they look like they're after getting all their all their all their stuff together there now this year and you know I think it could be I could be between Ballyhale and Mullivat I think it's going to be a real South Derby down there and no disrespect to Emerald St. Anne's yeah absolutely phenomenal last year we did play him in a challenge match with Tullerone this year and you know to be fair they absolutely wiped us off the field um 
But I just think Mullivat, especially with the experience of Leanne Fenley fully back training and Julianne Malone, that's going to be, they're going to be serious contenders for a county final. Yeah, two great additions. Obviously, Leanne was playing uh, yesterday in the All-Ireland final and Julianne has been there before with the seniors as well. So they won't be a force to reckon with. So you fancy Thomas Town so for the senior and either Mullinavash or Ballyhale for the intermediate. So the last one then uh, on the line, I suppose, of the big three that we have, uh, which is the junior. So yeah, your predictions for junior. Oh God, um, hard to know really at junior level because anybody can kind of win anything um, there. Like what teams, I, I'm so like, I'm so bad. Like what teams are well, playing Well, I suppose James Stevens went up, Munkheim was in the final last yeah. year. So you have Group A in it and you have uh, a lot of the teams that would have two teams in it. So yeah. you have like Thomastown, Dixborough, Pilltown and Conaghy. Then you move across then you have obviously uh, Nave Breed, Tullaher, Greg Namana, John Locks, Bennett's Bridge, which actually could be a dark horse for me, um, because they're playing very, very well at this moment in time. Carrick Shock, then uh, and Munkine that completes the junior. So I mean, it, you have a lot of teams there. Yeah, and like the fact that a lot of them are the second team as well. Like, okay, I suppose you can't really, you can't really, you have to look at Munkine. They were obviously devastated last year in the county final. You know, absolutely a, a one girl show there when Sarah Crowley, um, but then. Again, like I would be very cautious about Conaghy's second team. They have a very, very good underage structure in place there. They won, correct me if I'm wrong now, 16 and minor last year. Yeah, I think it yeah, was. That, yeah, and you know, and I think was it the year previous? I think did they won the under twenty one A as well? They did. So like, there's a lot of those girls that are going to be coming through that are going to be eligible to play on their junior team, and like Conaghy could be Conaghy could be very much dark horses there, but also Pilltown. Like, I think they are going to be Pilltown are going to be very good at junior level too. Um, I don't know. I'd like to see Moonkind win it, especially for Sarah Crowley. To be fair to her, I think she does deserve it uh, absolutely. But I would be concerned about Conaghy and Pilltown in that grade. Yeah, well, again, that could be a minefield. There's so many teams there in it. It's anyone's game. And we're certainly going to look forward to bringing you that action with previews all throughout the season uh, here on Come On Kind with myself and Anya. Well, that's where we have to wrap it up for this evening. My thanks, as always, to Anya for being here by my side, uh, co-hosting uh, Come On Kind and, as always, on all of our commentary for KCLR 96FM and scoreline.ie and particular thanks to Ursula Jacob this evening from Wexford who took time out to speak with us and preview yesterday's final disappointing day overall for the intermediate team but we have no doubt they will be back they're a young team and uh, they will have a lot to say in the 2022 championship but that is where we have to leave it for episode 2 hopefully you're enjoying it Uh, anyone wants to let us know about any content or anything please do or get in contact with us we're on social media or do it through uh, the KCLR uh, app um, and these will be available on all podcast downloads wherever you listen to your podcast as well so make sure you tune in and until next week when uh, we won't actually have one we will have one next week because we'll be previewing the first round games of all of the club championships which start the weekend of the 26th and hopefully this year finger crossed we will be able to bring you a live game sometime as well during the weekend and get the sport of Camogie out as we have been doing all year but from here in the KCLR studios it is a goodbye from myself and Anya until next week this is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Anya Fahey oh, no!